0: Love,
1: talk, radio. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. On, Prepare yourselves thing. and get ready and allow Lift the Spirit of the Let Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter.
0: To make that confession of faith tonight oh, Say it I will never be the
1: same Not after being with you Amen, amen I want to welcome everyone to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Leadership training course Hallelujah I hope everyone has had a fantastic day With the uh, inaugural uh going on today, a lot, a lot is going on in the world, as well as in the spirit realm. There's been a shift in uh, leadership uh, in the country, and so we just need to pray for our new president, amen, and uh, stay away from all of the uh, negative words pertaining to him, negative words pertaining to Our past president, because that is not what we do. Amen. Hallelujah. We know whoever is in office, God is placed there for his purpose. So if they're not doing what we intend for them to do or what we expect them to do, uh, it's not for us to judge. It's just for us to pray and let God be God and do what he is doing on the earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Glory be to God. We're going to go ahead and uh, open up in prayer. And uh, play another worship song. Give everybody an opportunity to come on. Invite a friend and tell your friend to invite a friend. Amen. Uh, This leadership course is very important, I feel, because we've gotten away from true leadership. And I believe that if we can uh, gravitate back to the word and what the word calls leaders and how we are to lead, uh, I think we could do a better job in creating an organism uh, in our communities and allowing it to spread throughout our country and throughout the world. But we're focused more so on organizations. And uh, God did not, or Christ did not come down here to create an organization. Uh, He came to create an organism, a man to spread out to overthrow, overtake, subdue, uh, and to transform. Amen. Glory be to God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give honor to you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for this day that you have made. Father God, we thank you for the breath of life you've given us in this day, a day we've never seen before, nor will we ever see again. So, as we look over the day, Father God, if there's anything that we've said, done, or thought that goes against your word or your purpose, Father God, please forgive us. Hallelujah, Lord. The Bible says that we need to beat down our flesh into submission, amen. Help us, Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to do such a thing. We may walk according to the will and statutes of our Heavenly Father, amen. Hallelujah, I pray, Father God, that uh, you set aside each and every weight that may be upon your people, Uh, that are tuning in, even those that will be listening uh, via podcast uh, down the line, set aside the weight, the stress, the worry, hallelujah, those things that the enemy may be using to distract them, Father God, from receiving and doing what it is that you have called them to do. Hallelujah, allow this word, Father God, to penetrate their minds, Mm -hmm. hallelujah, their hearts, hallelujah, all the way down into their marrow, Lord God, that they may move. Hallelujah, in uh, this uh, message that will be going forth. Amen. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many of us, hallelujah, would love to be made over again? He's a a way maker. He
2: he can
0: can
1: change us, hallelujah. He can take a drug addict and deliver them, hallelujah, from drugs and alcohol. He can take a womanizer. Hallelujah, and turn them into a
2: great song. Let them do it. By my side, the more I push you out. All over the building, let me hear you say, Lord, make me
0: open. Lord.
2: Is there anybody's prayer out there tonight? Again. Somebody out there singing, come on. Your side when they already nailed you. Jesus healed my open wound. I just want Reconcile me, Jesus I just want to feed you Wash me and make me whole Everybody sing it, make me over Over again. again. Anybody tired of messing up time after time after time after time? Anybody ready for change? Make some noise up in this place. Does anybody want God to make them over? Take out everything that's not like Him.
1: to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Many of us are desiring to be made over in particular areas of our lives, those, those those behaviors, those characteristics of us. Hallelujah. That are not of God. We just ask God to make us over in those areas. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How many of you know that he's doing such a thing? But The Bible says his ways are not our ways, nor is his thoughts our thoughts. So uh, it may not come the way that you expect it. It may make you or stretch you to not act, not uh, 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 be or not say, whatever that thing may be that you struggle with, but you got to fight the Goliath. Uh, He's not going to just take it out of your way and let you move, but you got to Go through it and overcome it. Amen. Glory be to God. Believe me, I know I've had my battles. Believe me, and I'm still battling. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Uh, We're going to go ahead and open up with the foundational scripture at uh, Genesis chapter one and verse 26. But before we get into that, uh, if you can go grab your notepad, pen, your Bible, I hope you have your Bible. Amen. Amen. And uh, it makes no sense to be on such a, a, a line, a study line, a teaching line, and uh, not take notes to go over to get a better and clearer understanding of what the, the, the word and the spirit of the Lord is saying to us in this hour pertaining to leadership. Amen. So I'll give you a couple minutes to go get these things. And when we get back, we'll be going into Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Amen.
3: Amen. Make me over, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord, make me over. Glory be to God. Amen. All right. So let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Hallelujah. Before I get started, I just want to give honor to God who is the head of my life want to thank you for my wife that takes care of all of the, the behind the scenes things. You know, how many of you know that, you know, it's the person behind the scenes that keeps everything running. It's not, it's not the face. It's the person that you don't see. Amen. So I thank God for her and all of our sons and daughters throughout the country and, and in other countries. We just thank God for your prayers, your obedience, your loyalty, your love. Hallelujah. And all those apostles. Uh, Prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers, overseers, deacons, mothers, hallelujah, all y'all in your respective places, we give honor and thanks unto you for joining us on tonight for this important, I feel really important series upon leadership, amen, hallelujah, today we're going over part two, uh, and that's called a leader must lead, a leader must lead, let's go ahead and go and read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And it reads And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, and over the fowl, the earth, or the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth amen the word is blessed we thank you for it holy i pray that you may move mightily move me out of the way let flesh have no dealings in this teaching but allow your spirit to come with all power and all might allow your anointing to come to break the yokes hallelujah upon the minds of your people that they may be free to receive hallelujah the word Hallelujah. And be willing, hallelujah, to walk in the word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we go. One of the previous definitions stated is that leadership is influence. Influence. The ability of one person to influence others okay now spiritual leadership is moving people on to god's agenda so it should be noted that spiritual leadership is not the same thing as leadership in general they're two separate entities but they have something in common amen glory be to god Glory be to God. While the two may share many of the same principles, spiritual leadership has certain uh, distinctive qualities that must be understood and practiced if spiritual leaders are to be successful. So we can't take leadership uh, of the world and try to uh, 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 use it on, in spiritual matters are in a church are leading people to God, amen, because God is spirit, hallelujah, so we have to use spiritual uh characteristics spiritual uh uh principles hallelujah to move uh, a person or a tribe uh uh to follow amen hallelujah so there are five truths in establishing this new definition, or a new definition, a spiritual uh, leadership definition, per se. Amen? So if you go with me to, let's go to Psalms chapter 18, and we're going to read from verse 43 to 45. Psalms chapter 18, verse 43 to 45. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to be talking here about a spiritual leader's task is to move people from where they are to where God wants them to be. You see, that's the, the, the task, the, 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 the job of the leader is to get a person from a particular place to another place, out of one mindset into another mindset, out of one behavior into another behavior. And it's all done through the spirit amen, because we must understand it's nothing of the leader, it's not by might nor by power, but what? By the spirit, amen, so as the spirit is using the vessel of the leader, it's for the leader to follow the spirit, amen, that will assist in taking a person from point A to point B, amen, glory be to God, so let's see what it says here in Psalms chapter uh, 18, hallelujah, Give me one minute. I'm going lost my place. (laughs) Psalms chapter 18. All right. In verse 43. I had it backwards there. All right. So we're going to read from 43 to 45. Here we go. It reads this. Thou hast delivered me from the striving of the people, and thou hast made me the head of the heathen so the head being a leader of the heathen a people whom i have not known shall serve me be a leader they're serving him amen 44 as soon as they hear of me they shall obey me the stranger shall submit themselves unto me the strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their clothes Places. So we could see here where the leader is leading heathens are those that don't believe into a realm of belief. See, once God's leaders understand God's will, they will make every effort to perceive or to pursue God's promise. So that is a strong statement. Because it's a point of understanding God's will. See, many leaders today have forgotten God's will, and they have their own will, their own agenda. And it's based around members and money. Members and what can I do to get more members? What can I do to raise more money? Amen? But see, when we move in the will of God, those things will just come about, amen? Because the blessings of the Lord will follow the obedience of the leader, amen? Glory be to God, glory be to God. The number one reason why pastors leave ministry today is that many pastors believe God has given them a vision for the church, but the people are not willing to go there. Like it's the people's fault. see, moving people may be challenging, challenging, excuse me, challenging. That's why an effective leader must rely upon God's leading. An effective leader must depend upon God's leading. Amen. Here let's look at one of our forefathers, Moses. Moses led the people out of Egypt. And he went through all kind of hell in the wilderness with them. Amen? But if you notice, he would go and he would speak to God to get God's will, God's purpose. What is next to do? Depending upon God. Now, yes, he did. He got into his emotions and got angry. And he struck the rock and and it, it, it messed things up for him. But we can see how... Moses led the people and how he depended upon God's leading to get them to point A to point B. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, number two. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12 and 1. Genesis chapter 12 and 1. We're going to be looking at Spiritual leaders depend upon the Holy Spirit now you can't move a people without the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit it's you, and you don't have the power like it says, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit amen, so the spirit hallelujah is what is needed uh to move to 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 move a person, a tribe, a, a, a community, a, a, a family, amen. You know, you men are leaders of your home. In order to lead, to to get them to follow, you you must uh, move spiritually, amen. Amen. Glory be to I mean well, hey, you you can move out of your flesh, but that's just going to destroy some things in your household, amen. But to keep the peace, to keep the love, to keep the joy and things like this. Hallelujah. As you move in 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 the spirit, all of those spiritual fruits and spiritual gifts, hallelujah, will enter into the atmosphere of your home. Glory be to God. So let's read. Genesis 12 chapter 1. <clears throat> and it said, or excuse me. Genesis 12 verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, or Abram, excuse me, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land where I shall show thee, to where I shall show thee. So as Abram left, his dependence was on the spirit of God that was showing him where to go. Amen? that was showing him where to go. See, God calls leaders to do something that only God can do. Now, there's a, that's a powerful statement. Now, I hope you wrote that down. <laughs> Listen, God calls leaders to do a thing that only God can do. And this is what fears many leaders <clears throat> because it takes faith. Because God is going to take you outside of your box. You're going to say, oh, I can't do that. Of course you can. But God has given it for you to do through him. But we must have faith. We must be led by the spirit and not the flesh. Many people are missing their blessings because they are not wanting to follow the spirit of God into unknown territory, uncomfortable places. Amen. Amen. You know we're building this nonprofit organization, and I, I I see the vision. I see it, and it's bigger than than anything I can imagine. I can do, but I comprehend and understand that as long as I take one step and put another step and another step. Everything will come into full fruition. But as long as I look at the at the end and look at me in the beginning, I will never make it. <clears throat> look at Abram was called to be the son of many nations. If he knew at the beginning, the end, he probably wouldn't have went. But he had to go through many different trials, many different tests to get strengthened, to get the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to get to the end to have the faith to do what he did. And what was that? <clears throat> he had the faith in God to kill or to follow God's lead to kill his son. But he would not have done that in the beginning. He wasn't strengthened enough. He wasn't mature enough. So we got to go through and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and we must depend upon the Spirit as he leads us. So that thing that is so
3: far Now what you need to do
1: is follow. See, spiritual leaders depend; they follow; they listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to the people that's telling you, "But man, you can't do that." Of course, of course, we know we can't do it. But through Christ, all things are possible.
3: All things are possible. Amen. spiritual leaders
1: cannot produce spiritual changes in lives of people. No matter how hard they may try, we as spiritual leaders cannot produce the spiritual change in the lives of people. The Holy Spirit can only do this. Lead, the Spirit does the rest. See, leaders seek to move people on to God's agenda and away from their agenda. But all the while, they must be aware that only the Holy Spirit can ultimately accomplish this task. See, we have to get away from ourselves. We have to break away from the pride. We have to break away from the i I I it's not about us we are just a clay vessel that is filled with God and being used upon the earth to fulfill the purpose of God See, it's all God because if it was left up to our will we would be doing the things that we did before we came into the things of God amen the fleshly things but it's the spirit of God
3: that gives us the power to do
1: the right things for the right reasons. Yet you, know, you heard what I said for the right reasons, because even Satan does right things, but the wrong reason. Divination says and does, things for, d- does right things for the wrong reason. But see, we must do the right things for the right reasons. Why? Because God looks at the heart of man, the motive of a man, why you do what you do. Why did you open up the door for that young lady? Why did you uh wave at that young man? Was it lustful? Or was it just a gesture? We have to be very mindful of why we do what we do. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.
3: Mhm. Yes, Lord.
1: We've all heard the saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. That's a very true statement. Only the Holy Spirit can change others. Only the Holy Spirit can take that horse and put his head in the water and make him lap up some of that water. But we can lead him, but we can't make him drink. My God. My God. Number three, spiritual leaders are accountable to God. Spiritual leaders are accountable
3: to God. Turn with me. We're going to read 1 Samuel
1: chapter 15 and verse 15. But what I'd like for you to do on your free time is read 1 Samuel 15 chapter 15 read 1 verse 1 through 35 we're just going to focus on uh verse 15 for time's sake but i'd like you to read uh verse 1 through 35 so you can get a clear understanding of what we're about to go over here amen first samuel chapter 15 and 15 amen <clears throat> amen amen Spiritual leaders are accountable to God.
3: The Bible reads, and
1: Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the ox to sacrifice unto the Lord by God and the rest They had utterly destroyed. Now, if you know the story here, God told him to kill everything. Okay, everything. And he chose to take the best of the sheep and the oxen uh, for sacrifice unto the Lord. So, again, it seems like a pretty good thing, right? we're going to take the best, and we're going to sacrifice this to the Lord. But is that what the Lord said to do? Amen? So he was held accountable. See, whether you are a pastor, a teacher, or a deacon, or wherever office you hold, all spiritual leaderships leadership uh, uh, necessitates an acute sense of accountability. Just as teachers have not taught until students have learned leaders cannot blame their people for not following we're accountable see a good leader never makes excuses never puts the blame where it doesn't belong because if you are the leader guess what it all falls on you listen listen husbands it don't matter what's going on in your house you're the leader and when you go before the Lord, guess what? You are held accountable for what wife. You held accountable for your kids. You might be accountable for the dog. Amen. How the how were things running in your home? You will be held accountable for. Leaders are accountable for their for their sheep, the congregation that God had given them. So we have leaders that's knowing that they have uh, sheep that are. Are shacking up and living with one another, doing things they ain't supposed to be doing, but they allow that. But they will be held accountable. And what we as leaders need to do is we need to begin to hold our members, our people, uh that God has given us accountable for the things that they are doing that are not of God. Why? Because we will have to uh Go before the Lord pertaining to it. And on the second hand, because of love. Do you know when you share the truth of what somebody's doing wrong with them, it shows that you care about them. But if you're just going to sit there and let them do all this crazy stuff that you know is going to lead their soul into damnation, you know what kind of freedom is that? You know, I, I remember they used to say, man, you know, uh, if, if you see something hanging out my nose and you tell me, man, I mean, you know, people just let you walk around with something hanging out your nose. But, you know, you told me about yourself. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're a real friend. you said, a real friend to do things like that. Amen. And a true leader will pull their congregation's coattail when they are doing things that are out of order and out of the will of God. Amen. You see, I don't want nobody's blood. I don't want. The, I don't want. The, I, don't, I don't want your blood on my hands. I, all I want is sanitize all my hands. I want to sanitize and get, disinfect. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. Mhm. Yes. Leaders never make excuses. Don't make no excuse. If somebody you told somebody to do something and they don't do it, and it comes back, and, and you don't say I told so and so to do it and they didn't, you got to take it because. You the leader. Now you you take it. You know I I remember in, in, in they say you know stuff goes downhill. It starts from up top and it goes downhill. The the owners they tell the, the managers. The managers come. They tell the 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 front line workers. The front line workers got to take it. Amen. It goes downhill. So just re- receive it. And do better the next time. Amen? Glory be to God. True spiritual leadership is taking responsibility for moving people from where they are to where God wants them to be. True spiritual leadership. Listen to what I'm saying here. Leadership is not carrying somebody's briefcase and Bible. Okay? Okay. It's not looking at the back of people's heads. Amen. It, 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 true leadership is moving a person from where they are to where God wants them to be. Amen. And let me tell you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord just showed me this. You want to know why some individuals leave mentorships or uh, our, our spiritual fathers Our mothers Because they're not leading them To where God wants them to be So God removes them Because they're leading them In another direction Or they're not leading them at all Amen Are they not leading them at all True spiritual leadership Is taking responsibility For moving people from where they are to where God wants them to be. Now, you're not going to be able to move everybody because people have a choice. Some people are still caught in the world. Amen. But God knows your heart. He knows your efforts. He knows what you have done to do your best. Amen. Like I say, you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. Some horses you can't lead to the water. Amen. But as long as you've given it all that God has given you, that's all you can do. The blood is not on your hands. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. Number four. Number four. Spiritual leaders can influence all people, not just God's people. Spiritual leaders can influence all people, not just God's people see we 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 get stuck on this you know I'm a pastor i'm a uh apostle I'm a prophet and this that and the third and 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 all we do is go around and try to influence other other leaders or other uh uh uh, uh, uh believers, but you know we need to be outside of those people that need Christ, like Jesus said he said, i did not come For those that are well, I came for the sick. So why we continue to deal with the well, we need to be out there allowing the sick to see us so that we can influence them to come in out of darkness into the light. Amen? Follow me to Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. We're going to read down to 22. It's a little bit of reading. But I really want to get, I I want you to get this. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. And it reads, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting, in Hebrew, one of his brethren. Verse 12. And he looked this way. And that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. 13, and when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together, and he said to him, that did the wrong, that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? Verse 14, and he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard these things, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by the well. And he sat down by the well. Now the priests of Midian had $7, and they came and drew water and filled their trough to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. 18, and when they came to Roel, their father, he said, how is it that they are come so soon today? 19, and they said an Egyptian delivered us out of the hands of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock 20 and he said unto his daughters and where is he why is it they have left the man call him that he may eat bread and moses was content and talked with the man and gave moses zaphra his daughter 22 and she bore him a son and he called his name For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land, in a strange land. Amen. So we can see where the influence. Here is a, a, a man of influence that knew that a time will come where he will lead his people away from the Egyptians. But instead of waiting on the Spirit of God, he took it in his own hands. And a little prideful, I would say. He kills the Egyptians like, Yeah, you see what I did for y'all, man? I got y'all's back. You see? But it didn't fall out. It didn't go that way. It didn't go that way. You see? His influence based on what he did changed. Now they're like, Oh, you gonna kill us like you did them? You see? And fear. Fear hit him, his influence. Spiritual leaders can influence all people, not just God's people. Amen? Now, when he went on, his influence was good because he watered, he helped the women. Women went back to the house and told dad about it, and his influence, what he did, allowed him to come into the house and eat, and uh, 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 her dad... Uh, uh, gave her on to marriage to Moses. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is on mission to the local uh, uh, refinery. God is on mission at the local refinery as well as at the local church. He's all over the place. He's at your job. Amen. He's at the corner store. Yeah, he's he's right there on the corner there with all all them cats hanging out. He's right over there too. He's everywhere, and we have the ability of influencing all of those people that are in those areas, not by what we say, but more so by what we do and how we do it. Do you know people? You know when you when you tell them that you're when you're you're a believer. First thing they want to do, they want to see how you're going to ask somebody to come at you sideways. They want to see if you're going to curse them out. They want to see if you're going to fight them. They want to, they want to see how you're going to deal with this. And when you go about it in a negative way, they'd be like, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, they, they said it they was a Christian. Look at Man, that's why I don't even want to deal with them, them Christian folks, man. I mean, they just like us. They just, you know, this, this, this is what happens. This is what happens. and see, this is what they were trying to do with Jesus. They were trying to get him to come out of his character. so if, you, if, 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 if it happened then you can best believe it's going to happen now so that so that those that, that, that may be looking at you are, are following you are, 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 are desiring to to and I'm going to use this word but not not so much be like you, but not be like us but the Christ in us. Amen. To see us go and start cursing somebody out or beating somebody up. And then they look at us and be like, oh my God. You know, it it can crush a person that really sees the God in you. And you have influenced them to, to, to change. You I, I remember in the beginning of my, my uh my calling, I had put together there was a men's group God had me to put together, and uh, you know, I was I was I was battling smoking cigarettes, you know, I quit, you know, and I was doing good and guys would come over and, you know, some of them be smoking cigarettes, you know, and I'd be good, you know. And, and you know, but there was a couple that really took on uh, to me, you know. And I'll never forget when I slipped and went back smoking cigarettes and I had a cigarette in my hand and the doorbell rung and cause I was trying to hide it, but, you know, and I, and I had the cigarette in my hand and here's one of the guys here and he's looking at me like, oh, my God. You know, and I will never forget that because I remember how 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 he looked at me like, no, not you. You know what I mean? it it, 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 was, it was crazy. But we have the ability of influencing people by our walk, by the love that we show people, how we deal with situations. How you know you get those argumentative demons that want to come up in your face and start acting crazy. But when you show love, you see, it takes a power in you to do such a thing. And that thing there can influence someone to shift and to change. Just that little thing. It don't take all that preaching and all that, you know. It could your walk, the power that is in you being exerted out at particular times can do. So much, so much, so much. Amen. Amen. Although spiritual leaders will generally move God's people to achieve God's purpose, God can also use them to exhort significant godly influence on unbelievers so we can influence like i was saying unbelievers a good uh, example here is 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 joseph joseph during the famine he set a perfect example if you know the story you remember you know he was he was he was he was treated all kind of ways by his brothers and you know they would left him for dead he went through this the uh, 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 Pharaoh's uh, wife wanted to have sex with him. He ran out the house, he lied on him, he went by I me, mean, he went through all kinds of stuff. But during the famine, he set a perfect example. See, God made himself known to an unbelieving society through Joseph. Through Joseph. See, so spiritual leadership can even occur down the middle of everyday life. Spiritual leadership. You can influence people in your everyday at your job on the bus. I mean, wherever you go, you gotta remember wherever you go, God is with you. You know, you have uh you you have leaders, you have up and coming pastors and prophets. You know, in some cases your pulpit is the bus. In some cases, your pulpit is the office because you have the ability to influence those all around you. So don't think just because you ain't in some church behind some pulpit that you don't have the ability to minister and be effective because you have a greater ability to be effective to the people that really need to be affected, The unbeliever, amen, glory be to God, glory be to God. I'm going to tell you this this story here about uh, uh, influence. I'm going to tell you this little story I had uh, found that kind of goes into what we're talking about here. Uh, So a man's daughter worked as a waitress in a small town restaurant. She was uh, uh, occasionally trying to invite her co-workers to church. Uh, One of her uh, waitress friends responded and said, I think I'm uh, uh, better than most Christians. Uh, this this is what she said. Now, she don't go to church, but she said, I think I'm better than most Christians, right? Okay, so the man's daughter asked why uh, she felt this way. And the waitress stated that she didn't uh, like working on Sundays or, or Wednesdays because these Christians, uh, are, are they, they they come in, she said, and she said, I see them. They're all dressed up, uh, sitting together, laughing and having a jolly old time. And they spend time and, and hold hands, and they pray uh, before they eat. You know, oh, no, this is great stuff. I mean, you know, this is what we do. You know what I mean? And then they give us fits. What is she talking about? Have you ever went to go eat with some of these Christian folks, and they just run that darn waitress Oh my goodness. can you can you get me some stuff? This ain't done right. They run them all over, right? And then she say the Christians are the rudest, most demanding, and the least tippers of any group we have. Why should I be a part of that? You know, when I when I read this, that is true. It, it, I, I've seen that now not of everyone, not of everyone. But a lot of individuals, believers, they go to these restaurants, they don't leave the waitress a a tip and they run them ragged, like they suppose, like they, like they are king, and they and this servant is gonna serve me. Amen. Amen. And what that has a tendency of doing based upon what we are showing them. Now you see how it started. They they all dress nice, they're sitting there, they're laughing, having a good time, they're holding hands and praying. That's all good. But see, The flip side, the flip side, you know, and that influence can lead people not to come into the things of God by how we act and what we do. Amen. See, you got to remember, wherever you go, my brother, my sister, others are watching. So what type of influence are you portraying to the world. Amen. You're always being watched. The government's watching you. People's watching you. You in your own house, you're being watched. So let them see Christ in you since they want to watch. Amen. Glory be to God. Number five
3: spiritual leaders work from God's agenda.
1: Spiritual leaders work from God's agendas. Let's go to Luke chapter 22. And we're going to read verse 42. Luke 22 and verse 42. Amen. Amen. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. I hope you're getting something out of this. My God. Hallelujah. Luke 22 verse 42 reads, saying, Father, Thou be willing, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, we know that's, uh, uh, I'm not going to say a famous scripture, but we know that's uh, Christ in the garden right before they come to get him. And he's wanting uh, God. He's asking, can can you take this cup? I I don't want to go through what I got to go through. You see, that that, that was his flesh, but then the spirit man in him say, but not your, my will, but your will be done. Your will be done. Spiritual leaders work from God's agenda. God had an agenda for Christ. There was something that God had set out for him to accomplish, amen. And despite how hard it was,
3: He said, "For His will to be to be done." So, the greatest obstacle
1: to effective spiritual uh, uh, leadership is people pursuing their own plans rather than seeking God's will. The greatest obstacle to effective spiritual leadership is people pursuing their own plans rather than seeking God's will. See, God's concern is not to achieve or advance the leader's dream or goal, but to turn his people away from self-centeredness and sinful desires and to draw them into a relationship with him that's God's agenda so if you want to know what you ought to be doing it's just that see god is not concerned with our uh uh, uh desires of 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 of, of uh, our our dreams our goals that are not conducive to his will And his agenda, because a lot of what God is having us do plays a part of his will and agenda. But what happens sometimes is we can lose sight of God in what we're doing and begin to gravitate to our own fleshly desires and leaving God's agenda behind. So as an effective spiritual leader, it is our God-given responsibility to do all we can to lead people to God's agenda, to God's agenda. That's our goal, is to lead people to God's agenda. You know, you have people that are telling people that they are walking in an office that they are not called to walk in. For own personal reason and own personal gain. That's not God's agenda. See, God will. God speaks through his spirit to all flesh. The Bible says. And God will speak to a man, speak to a woman, their purpose if they desire to know so through dream, through vision. He will confirm it through people and our prophet. Amen? But we have people that are leaders that are using particular um, means for their own gain. And it's drawing those that are being led away from the agenda of God. So the Bible says that we must discern the spirit and know that it is of God. See, the spirit of divination can hop on anybody. And the spirit of divination sounds right, but it's coming from the wrong spirit. Sounds right, coming
3: from the wrong spirit. Satan quoted the Bible, but it was from a devilish spirit. It wasn't from the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. So we must discern to make sure that that spiritual leader is leading us into God's perfect agenda for our life. See, Jesus has established a model for Christian leadership through his obedience to his Father's will. So spiritual leaders understand that God is their leader and he is in order, which brings unity, purpose, and hope for everyone. So Jesus had the right kind of relationship with his father. See, Jesus had the right kind of relationship, relationship, people, with the father. Now, my question is, do you do you have the right kind of relationship with the father? Again, I'm going to go over this again so you can understand. Spiritual leaders must understand that God is their leader. And he has an order which brings unity. It brings purpose and hope for everyone. And when you're walking in accordance with God in the right kind of relationship, Things will
3: open up to you. Three
1: worthy goals of any leader. Write these down. Make sure you write these down. Three worthy goals
3: of any leader. Leading others to spiritual maturity is a goal. We are to lead others
1: to spiritual maturity. See, we can take people to places they have never been before. Some have never witnessed firsthand the spiritual experience that others have had. Whose fault is it? Do they have to experience the same thing or does God have something extra special for them? In all ways, we should be seeking him. It says in Matthew 6:33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness
3: and all things.
1: And in Matthew 5 and 6, it says, blessed are they which do hunger for thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So we can lead others to seek. That type of hunger, but we can't give it to him. We can lead him there, but we can't give it to him. Amen.
3: Amen. Leaders lead by example and encouragement. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two,
1: lead others to lead. Lead others to lead. Many of our leaders are so focused on the duties of their positions that they often overlook delegating responsibilities to others because they want to get all the credit. See, we need to mentor others so that they can carry on the work for tomorrow. The next generation needs to be mentored, needs to understand, needs to be developed for the up and coming time see if we do not train others to lead we will not have leaders or a church for tomorrow amen and that is one of my key goals of these teachings that the lord has given me to do is giving you the truth of the matter from god to break up all of this craziness that we are doing upon the earth today Amen. As I say, on Sundays in our uh, Measures of a Man uh, 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 training class, uh, is that we are, as leaders, we have to qualify. See, in the days of the Bible, they were qualified. It says it. It says if you desire uh, to become a bishop, you desire a good thing. And then it goes into the qualifications of a bishop. And in Titus, it speaks of a deacon. But what these are is qualifications of maturity. And to be a good leader, you must be a mature leader. Amen? So if you want to learn more about uh, uh, your the characteristics, the 20 characteristics of a mature leader, tune in on Sunday at 6 o'clock. Same time, same place, same number. Sunday, 6 o'clock. Amen? Glory be to God. Listen, leading others to lead, amen, we must. Some narrow-minded people complain to their pastors. They say things like, uh, 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 you're allowing someone else to speak in the service, uh, and they have less time than me. I've been here longer. See, narrow-minded people lack the spiritual insight of the importance of mentoring and training others. You see, all they're focused on is themselves, selfishness, self-centeredness. Amen? See, some people are more interested in themselves than in the health and well-being of the church. Amen? Glory be to God. See, as a leader, we must explain to the general congregation the reason to embrace this philosophy, okay. Each department, each department head of your church, from uh, from the Sunday school class to the janitors to to the to the to the to the uh, 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 um, um, ushers, they all must bring up others. Behind them, teaching them, mentoring others to bring them along for future leadership roles, so that the church can move forward. This this is what this is a church on the move, because you're training people to take people's place as those people they move up, and then you have people that are moving out and starting and planting. And taking everything that they've learned from their leader into another area in the town or in the country or wherever the case may be. Number three, and very this is most important, in all things bring glory to God, in all things. Bring glory to God. Sometimes the church gets so busy with building programs and growing in numbers that they often fail to honor God. See, the leader's goal is to keep this task in the forefront of everything that he or she does is the honoring of God. See, all of our effects or all of our efforts, I'm sorry,
3: are for his glory. Not ours, but his.
1: They're not based on our own strength or wisdom or goal or ideas. See, through the years, too many ministries across America have failed due to the lack of glorifying God.
3: We need to make sure that we keep God first in all things. In all things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God.
1: Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give thanks and honor to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for delivering such an end-time word. Hallelujah upon leadership. Let this word not fall on stony ground, but let it fall in fertile soil that it may take root and grow in the lives of each and every person within the sound of my voice. Lord God, we all are leaders because you have given us all dominion. Hallelujah. Help us to move in leadership in the areas in which you are calling us into in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Lord, I pray that those that listen to this via podcast In future days, weeks, months, and years, Father God may feel the anointing upon this message, that it may transform, that it may break, hallelujah, and tear down everything that the enemy has brought upon them, hallelujah. And those that are listening live on today, I pray, Father God, that as we disconnect from one another, but never your spirit, that they may turn and see things, hallelujah, from a totally different perspective when it comes to leadership. And that's your perspective, not mine, not the world's, but your perspective. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. I want to thank each and every person for hanging out with us for this hour and 15 minutes to learn God's way and God's desires when it comes to leadership. We're going to uh, be back here on Friday, six o'clock, same number for beta mentoring. This is our mentoring line where we allow up and coming leaders to come on and and uh, move prophetically, move the word however the Spirit wants to lead them. Hallelujah! So we have a a surprise coming up uh, on on Friday. So tune in. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that must be Kingdom International Ministry, is on the move. Let them know we're not a church. We are a movement, and we're moving to take back everything that the enemy has stole. Y'all have a fantastic day today. Remember, walk by faith, not by sight. We love you.